You want to talk about hell today, huh? <laughs> yes. On this episode of the Divine Lowdown podcast, I would like to talk about hell and maybe uh, misconceptions and what the Bible actually says and kind of the the average psych, psyche of, you know, us humans who mm-hmm. aren't exposed to the word regularly. Right. Because it's not really a topic, I think, that... You know, one, just people just don't really want to talk about it. And then a lot of Christians don't want to talk about hell. Even some have gone so far as to say that it there is no hell, <laughs> that it doesn't exist. Yeah. That's... Because they're so uncomfortable with it, I think. So, okay, let's let's just start right there. Like, mm-hmm. where, um, what have you heard with regards to that, like there is no hell? Because I, I saw something called... Um, a universal reconciliation or universal mm-hmm. salvation mm-hmm. where it's yep. like eventually everyone will. Yes. It's like, there's the, that belief that even when people die that in that transition before, when they die before, you know, they go to the like judgment before God that, um, they're going to have that opportunity to, you know, believe, um, even after death. And so there's like kind of that, that concept, people that believe, you know, that, well, there, there isn't, that people aren't going to go to hell if they die not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, um, because Mm -hmm. they'll have that opportunity. And ultimately there's two things I have to say about that. One, I don't know that, you know, I've never died, so I don't know. And then two, um, I actually don't see anything in scripture, um, in that pertains to that. I, but I do see a lot in scripture about, um, you know, the warnings of hell and specifically those warnings coming from Jesus himself. Right. So, um, yeah, there's definitely though, it, there, um, there are Christians, believers, you know, followers of Christ, um, who take that stand against there actually being hell, <laughs> that there's no hell, but yet why is it mentioned in the Bible? Yeah, totally. And do you, um, like, I wonder if that has to do with maybe the, the backlash to the people who maybe stand on like corners or something and with the big sign saying, uh, you know, the, the vulgar type of statements saying like, you're going to hell if you do blah, 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 or, you know? Yeah. Like repent and yeah. Repent or you're going to hell. Like the, this kind of in your face statements, right? Which let's be honest, Jesus makes those in your face statements too. But I think it's the method, the manner by which people do that. And, you know, with the signs and on the corner and they're not having any, you're not having a conversation. You're just holding up a sign and it kind of almost feels like you're just trying to, it feels judgmental. I think, I think that's why people have this aversion to it. But, Mm -hmm. um, I started thinking about this whole concept, like what, why, how could a, like a Bible believer, a Bible believing Christian argue against the, um, existence of hell? Like I really started to think about that. And I feel like the only way that I, I, that somebody could do that is they just really can't wrap their mind around this concept. You know, this is what I've heard non-Christians say too, like God is love. And if God is love, how can there be a place of eternal torment and suffering? Yeah. At, you know, and so that they, they can't reconcile those two concepts. And, 
you know, that's got to be for me that that must be why people um, sit in that camp. But to say that there's no hell to say, you know, that it doesn't exist, it contradicts scripture. Yeah. And that's like such a bold thing to say. I think that one thing that stood out to me as I was kind of thinking on this topic, you know, preparing to have a discussion tonight, I was really reflecting on the concept that, um, you know, that God is God's sovereign, that he's holy, you know, just this, um, God, that these attributes, these qualities of who he is and at that very nature, um, of him being holy and him being sovereign and him being righteous and just that he, you know, he can't, um, tolerate, right. Sin, um, the, the sin, the blemish, the, um, in contrast to, you know, his nature. And so when we, we talk like, how could there even be a hell? God, God is loving, but yes, God is, God is loving, but he's also just, you know, he's yeah. also, um, he, he seeks justice. He's, he's righteous. He's, he's perfect and pure yeah. and we aren't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think I was kind of sitting, that was something I started sitting on today. Like, okay, we can talk about hell, but let's, <laughs> Let's like look, you know, uh, all of these attributes, these qualities of who God is, and then try with our little human brains, as wonderful as our brains are, to try to understand this, even knowing we don't have His mind. You know, we're not going to fully be able to comprehend. Yeah, God. Uh, right, and so uh, one thing it kind of has to do with uh, like if God's loving, why would um, He would send anyone to hell, like eternal? Mm-hmm torment Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people also like on top of that they'll say like well we're innocent and yet we're getting sent to hell and then i guess maybe like the idea of us being innocent is Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. is where the problem that's the problem yeah because that means you know just to say well i'm innocent i don't i don't know of god or i don't know of jesus so how could he send me to help that's going back to the gospel message at its core, you know, that we are all sinners in need of a savior, that none of us is perfect. And, you know, that we find that a lot in Romans starting right in the beginning, the book of Romans, you know, where Paul reminds us that because when sin entered into the world, none is righteous, not one. Mm -hmm. And to, you know, that's why this process of coming to an understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, it starts with understanding who we are, that we're that we are not perfect, that we are sinners, that, that there is a sinful nature that tries to dominate and control us. And we have to recognize that first, that we are in need of a savior, that we have to surrender to him. And so absolutely, if, if we're not there, if we don't recognize that, that condition, that human depravity, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, um, that I am, I'm not, uh, I'm not as wonderful and great, you know, as I think that I am, um, then we would have a hard time understanding, like, you know, I, I'm pretty good. Like, why why would God send me to hell? And I just want to speak to that for a second because yeah, people say that. They say, like, God send you to hell. And, and, you know, the truth is he doesn't send us or anyone to hell. We choose to go there. And, and so it's kind of like he doesn't send us, we send ourselves. 
Right. But I know the rebuttal. I know what you're going to say back to that. Well, how can I send myself there if I don't even, <laughs> if I don't even know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes this ish, this topic of debate. Um, and I think that's why it's so important, you know, for people who really want to debate on hell. I think a good conversation to have, to, a good starting point to have with people is to talk about the human condition, us as a human being, like looking, doing that self-reflection, who we are, and really addressing the issue of um, human nature and why is why is there evil? Why do bad things happen? Why do I hurt people? Why do I lie? All of those things. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I am in need of a savior because there is sin in yeah. my life. So anyway, then it's a little rabbit trail, but no, no, it's, it's perfect because, uh, yeah, it kind of spills into the, um, the moral argument, um, the like absolute good and absolute e- or the absolute good and then evil, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, deprivation of good is evil. So it's kind of like a, a shadow that can't exist alone basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I've also heard the concept of, well, like, I, I just want to, I just want to be a better person. Like I want to be a good person. And it's like, you have to stop right there and really dissect that like loaded statement of like what it means to be good. Um, I know Ray Comfort, he like, he does a lot of like, uh, um, evangelism on, uh, Huntington beach pier mm-hmm. i think seems to be pretty controversial but maybe just because he's kind of like spilling into that like mainstream level of popularity what, what who knows i don't know um but yeah he'll kind of like kind of go down the checklist once someone says that like they believe they're good he'll say like have you ever lied have you ever stole anything and um yeah i mean it kind of mm-hmm. it's like before people can even ask the question they have to like realize that their question is almost like flawed Mm -hmm. as far as a good person going to hell well even saying i want to be a good person is implying that right now there's things that i do that i'm ashamed of right yeah like to say i'm i want to be a good person i want to do good in this world i want to be better then we're implying in that that i'm not satisfied with who i am yeah there's things i do that are not good and so to recognize that, like, okay, well, why does, why, why did, was that exist? Why do we feel that way? Because there is sin, you know? And, um, so yeah, definitely it's, you kind of, I feel like you got to start there, which is why, you know, when you share the gospel with someone, when you share the message of Jesus Christ with someone, there's this thing called the Roman road. And what that is, is it's their scriptures in the book of Romans, you know, kind of walking down that journey of how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone. And it starts in Romans 1, where basically Paul is addressing, you know, to, he's reminding the believers, but it's, this is, this is like, it's a reminder to believers, but also to share like, hey, sin entered into the world since the time of Adam and because sin entered into the world, you know, none, none of us is, is righteous. And so it's kind of like that Roman road of sharing the gospel starts with that point right there, Mm -hmm. like that, that recognizing that. And so before we should even be on the street, holding up a sign, telling people they're going to go to hell, I think it's, it's more pertinent that we address, you know, 
the the human condition of why why we are all in need of a savior. Like you tell somebody you need a savior, and they're like, well, why? Like, what do I need a savior from? I think I'm pretty good. I like my life, and everything's going smoothly for me. Like yeah. you have to address the you have to address the the why before you just jump to the the what. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a firm believer of the idea that. Um, like someone won't accept an idea until it's their own kind mm-hmm. of concept of like, uh, yeah, you can spit out all these things towards them as far as like, uh, you know, the gospel message and stuff. But like until you kind of break apart what's going on in their head, like what they mm-hmm. think good is and why, uh, by them saying I want to be better implies that there's an objective standard of goodness like Mm -hmm. like if there's a bar at all then that means that there has to be like something that is like the best basically like you're setting any sort of standard of goodness like or better or kind of these types of words then you can't be better by opinion (laughs) in a way like it's so like i could picture it so much more than i could say it right now (laughs) no no i got you well it's hard it's when you're talking about you know something subjective like that yeah it's hard it's hard to explain that but i get what you're i get what you're saying it's like where do they even have that concept where did that come from in the first place that where what bar are they measuring it by and where did that even come from yeah that they have that yeah uh you know comparison yeah um because a lot of people um you know, a rebuttal to that would be, you know, human flourishing or evolution or something. But, like, then you ha- would have to ask the question of why is human flourishing even good? Like, there's plenty of examples in history as far as human flourishing goes where um, certain humans are able to flourish, but it means, like, the deterioration of other humans, like, mm-hmm. like in a completely selfish manner. And at the same time that person practicing that idea of human flourishing, they would have to, like, agree that that's wrong. Usually they would agree that that would be wrong, like killing people just to get what you want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like like with the Spanish conquistadores, right? Like yeah. when they came and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And, yeah, huh? that makes sense to me. <laughs> you know what I found was interesting is I was just doing a little bit of research about hell Mm because you know it's an interesting topic Um, and i found uh, multiple sources that actually pointed out the word hell occurs 12 times in the gospels in the new testament Mm -hmm. and 11 of those 12 times it it is spoken of by jesus and i thought oh you know like here we're all we i and i totally and don't get me wrong jesus and god that God is love and Jesus loved people, but Jesus also talked about hell. (laughs) And you know, when I looked at that and I was like, I didn't, I think I didn't realize because I have read the the Bible, you know, from, you know, the beginning to end a couple times in my life, you know, spread out over periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you just don't realize there's certain themes, you know, in scripture that stand out to you, but you know, and I know of hell and I've, I've read about hell and it's in the old Testament, it's in the new Testament, but I didn't realize how much Jesus actually talked about hell. Um, yeah. even one commentator that I was reading said he spoke uh, that there's more, um, 
cautioning or warning about hell in there more than he talks about the kingdom of God. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. That would be a good study, you know, to go in there and kind of see, like to compare that. But if Jesus talked about it so much, you know, one, then it must, (laughs) it must exist. And two, you know, he felt pretty strongly, very, there's something very serious for us to take. Yeah. Like you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourselves into by not listening. Yeah. And Uh, it just, I, it stood out to me and, um, you know, Jesus is love, but something really good to point out is when you love someone, um, you love protects, love cares for love warns, right? Like Mm -hmm. a mom is going to yell at her kid. This just happened to me. No joke. We were going across the street (laughs) and my five-year-old's putting her shoes on. We're at the beach. So it's really chill. Not a lot of cars. We're crossing from the beach and we're waiting. A car's coming. She's putting her shoes on, but that car passes and then she pops up with her shoes on and she starts running. And I freak out because here comes another car, you know, that she hadn't seen. And I, you should have heard me. I smacked my hands. I don't know how many times to make the loudest noise I could. Like it sounded like I was slapping someone and I yelled her name, like get back here. And I probably, it didn't, I didn't sound pretty. It wasn't cute. I probably was, you know, anybody listening to me would be like, wow, that's a mean mom. But I did everything (laughs) I had to do to warn her because she could have got hit by the car. Yeah, for sure. So I wasn't thinking about how gentle I sounded during that time. I wasn't thinking about not hurting my daughter's feelings as I'm yelling at her. I was thinking about warning her to get out of the street because the car was coming. And I think of Jesus in that sense, you know, that Jesus loves us so much. He warned us about hell. Yeah, like he's not going to be, he's not going to take the politically correct route as far mm-hmm. as, you know, I'm sure he had a, a perfect time and place for everything, um, of course. But like, yeah, like to mm-hmm. this idea that he was just super like peaceful and you're, you'll be saved, you'll be saved, you'll be saved. It's like, yeah, that's not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, if I said, get out of the street, honey, like just like that to my daughter, she wouldn't have heard me. And, I, you know, that at what cost I could have risked her getting hurt, you know, and it's like there comes a point where, um, you know, we have to sometimes the (laughs) the things that we're saying and then the method at which we're saying it, Mm -hmm. it, it. it might not come across the, the nicest. And so when you talk about a Christian who talks about hell, the street, the street preachers, you know, the, the people with the signs, the, the fire and brimstone preachers, you know, warning people to repent, you know, maybe it's not our, our method as maybe it's not my individual method. And, <clears throat> and I do believe that some of them, there is an absence of love. I'm going to say that I'm going to just be really honest. Mm -hmm. Some of them, like they clearly, they lack love in their communication. You know, um, it it does come across more judgmental, but, but the reality is, um, I really do believe that when people are sharing about hell, if it's coming from a place of love, they're doing it because they care and they want to warn and they want to caution. Now, again, who's the only person that can test and know the heart? Let's go. Right, yeah, very true. Very, very true.